Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. The off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. Brian Pierce here, your host for this fine evening, the last Tuesday evening of 2014. I think that's pretty impressive, don't you, Dylan? It's been a long one. It has? Definitely has it been long any one. longer than any other year you've been in? Um, Probably this one, yeah. yeah? I, I think so. It's been a crazy year for everyone, I think. <laughs> the leap years are the longer years, right? <laughs> You're still in school. You would know something like that. Yeah. Well, I'm out of school now at 20. I'm just getting back into it. So what it. you're saying is you're unfortunately at the same level I am? As a lot of people are, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> the world is going to go down real quickly. <laughs> so for those of you who have no idea what you've tuned into, this is Seat Time. We are the online show for the off-road enthusiast. If you enjoy anything about dirt bikes, maybe anything about just going outside and having a good time, and possibly at some point in time, obviously not dangerously, enjoying a pint full of awesome and having a good time with some adult beverages he can't because he's only 20, then you have turned into the right show, and we really, really appreciate you for tuning in. Um, If you're not live, which that's okay if you're not, remember, you guys can catch this archived on the site. You can catch it archived on YouTube, archived on iTunes, or archived on Stitcher. iTunes and Stitcher, obviously, audio only. Um, The other ones do include the video, so that way you can make fun of our fabulous faces for much longer than need be. Uh, And you're probably going to be doing that for a a while this time because our guests this evening are us. I think we're going to have to come up with, uh, (laughs) not pseudonyms, but like a bipolar friend. (laughs) <laughs> uh, for during the show so that we can just yeah. kind of like become someone else yeah <laughs> just like inside each other just like like casper sitting in the back yeah our third our third uh our third crew member if you will we'll see how that goes um so seat time brought to you guys by the fine folks over at fly racing so you can find out more about them at flyracing.com. they do have the new fly racing boot that is apparently coming out but that they are embargoed on and cannot talk about so we unfortunately have zero information on that that's right um, we'll see uh, maybe uh, what they're waiting for is A1, and maybe Tra- uh, Trey Kennard and Andrew Short and some of their other fly guys will right, be wearing them. Right, maybe, maybe. I wonder yeah. who they're getting under by, Garnet maybe, putting this, or are they actually making it themselves? And I don't even know, yeah, I mean, it's, it, but that's important. not that I feel like I'm <laughs> I'm in the know by any means, it's exactly. just, that's a great question. Are they, you know, fly racing for a long time has, has had uh, interesting I guess quality issues, but then the past couple, past six, seven years, they've really started to figure those out. Quality's Huge gotten steps. a lot better, yep. um, and so you know, where have they kind of come out in the boot segment? Because they've never really had a high end boot, right? And, so. and there's like a couple main guys that run the boot area, so it's really hard to get into that with a great solid boot to get into that and push through it, like and just make a name for yourself out there. Yeah, and Fox has done it. I yep. think Fox is one of the ones, and it's it's better for a gear company if they can do that. Right. Because then you can dress your rider head to toe. And obviously we know Fly Racing, they have great helmets. Uh, oh, right, yes. That's one of the, their F2 carbon helmets are actually, I think, one of their best sellers. Oh, yeah, the Canard replicas are huge out there. I ran them uh, a long time, and they're super light, super fitting, and just, I know I've hit my head tons of time and tested them to the max, and they work. Yeah, we're we're super intelligent and super fast, and we really appreciate the fact that you guys take the time to listen. <laughs> it's like all over the place. So yeah, we'll be excited to see that because we're probably going to see some. I hope we see some new colorways. That'd be fun. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Day one this coming up weekend. If the boot, the boot would be wicked. If we could see that, I would be super excited about that because the right. only picture floating around is the one of Jason Thomas wearing that boot. 
uh, where he was racing in Finland, I think, or Sweden. Yeah, way over there, but it hasn't even been released in, into the United States yet. That's just over in the European countries. Jerks. Yeah. Jerks. They get everything test, first. Testing it out over there. Yeah. So, of course, still well performance for those of you guys who have, think, oh, man, you know, I don't really get suspension. I know I might need something, um, especially if you're in the off-road market when you can ride a lot of different types of terrain when it comes to different types of routes, different types of rocks. You're going to have hard pack, soft pack. There's a plethora of different you know terrain that you could ride on. You want to make sure that you have good suspension underneath you for that. What I say is you don't have to just go buy suspension tuning from Stillwell. What you need to do is you need to get on their website and use their contact form and just start asking them questions. What they're going to tell you is they're going to tell you information that's going to blow your mind. Um, and if you don't don't really understand, go watch the segment on the CS4 forks uh, with the WP, the KTM forks WP. because that was an enlightening experience listening to Alan talk about those. Oh my gosh, yes, that is a huge that that canister and everything. They got a huge technology going through that fork and just run. I I run them this year and stuff, and it's just the variety of ways you can mix it and change it and re- it's a really personal fork that you can really change to any standard of racing you want to be in so do you and if you do you don't have to mention them but do you have someone who does your suspension for you i go through enzo uh suspension craig decker and um the uh just their stock setting that you get off the factory floor is great for every rider i think i believe it's a fantastic uh just right out of the gate, ready to go ride, race ready is as their motto is. And I think the uh um fork really represents that. I just have a few tune ups just like putting lighter weight uh lighter springs in it like that, revalving it. Because of all your muscles? To. Yeah, or the lack of, because I don't weigh that much. Welcome to the club, <laughs> <Yeah>. buddy. <laughs> so I have Craig go through that and really help with me on getting the fork to my personal setting. But for every rider out there, the average Joe and stuff like that, just a few clicks on the top, man, you're ready to go. Awesome. And so if if Dylan was just like talking about his suspension and was like, man, I really need some help with that, it'd be like, still well performance, bro. Still well performance. So go check him out, yeah. stillwellperformance.com. Um, and then Fast Company. If you guys have never tried a pair of Flex Bars, it, it's not, I promise you, just like people are like, man, we're closer for old people. No, it is a technical tool that can help you not just ride better, but ride longer. That's like saying, this is an extra thick condom. It's protective, and it'll make you last longer. That's, it's, it's, dude, no brainer. Get you in there and ask enjoy for that else. shit for an hour or two and have a good time. You know, no, no, seriously. It helps with the hands so much. And if you guys have even watched the, the Big Buck Arrive and Ride video that Steven and I did when we went there back in April, what did I do? I bitched about my hands because I'm a baby. What did I not have? I didn't have my flex bars. I'm so used to my flex bars. When I got out to my first GNCC and did two hours Ooh. without a pair of flex bars, my hands just shit the bed on me. It was, yeah. it, and it wasn't just a ton of blisters. It was like even the muscles, like just the fact of like trying to. to I, I understand like what you're saying. Yeah, so, I mean, hands are such a huge part of racing, and just little little problems the nut and to everything. The bolt or neck, the nut to the bike. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's some slogan in there. Yeah, that's I mean, smarter person than me. Came like Dad told me, if you don't have hands, man, you don't have the bike. Like that is your huge connection to the bike. If and you if, don't have hands, you don't have the bike. Yeah, there's something in there. Yeah. There's, <laughs> That can go a lot of ways there. <laughs> There's some intelligence in there somewhere. Yeah. I know it. So definitely go check those guys out at fastco.com and uh, definitely learn more about their flex bars. I think you guys would be very impressed with how much they help, especially off-road. We've got so many different obstacles that we can run into right. and change things up. So good stuff there. 2014. 
we kind of touched on it a little bit. It's been an interesting year. We've seen a lot of injuries in the industry. Um, we've seen a lot, a lot, a lot of team swapping going on, and kind of the silly season has just started to wrap up, and everybody's kind of formulated their teams, I guess. Like they, everybody right, kind of yep. knows where they're going to be for next year, and if they're if they haven't said it, at least they've kind of they probably know where it's at. They're just waiting until after the thirty first, when apparently. <laughs> You Some can talk about it. Very, very serious about that kind of stuff. People are sponsors, man. So, yeah, just yeah, it's interesting. So, we, there was the KR4 announcement, and there were two right. team members that were announced on KR4, and then apparently one of them had contracts signed with sponsors that they will not have for 2015. That right. were very upset because two weeks before that contract was up, they're out there not being part of that contract. Man, you got something written on paper. you got to hold it to yeah. that standard. Just because you're going to go spend all that time with your family and all that time New Year's doing whatever you do, you know, putting fireworks wherever they go, you better pretend to still be on our team. You better wear our shirts proudly still, buddy. <laughs> so there's always that. If you don't have hands, you're last. We could change it to that. Do you think your dad would be okay with that? I like that guy. Whoever he is, he knows what he's talking about. He, that guy's had hand problems before. Oh, we got uh Oh, look. I make some parts that go in Enzo. They work with Wilkie at MX Tech. That's right. That, there you go. Yep. So, yeah, that's one of our fabricator friends, Dustin Malicote, there in the chat room. All um, right. So thank you about the pictures. I guess you've got a chance to see those on Facebook. Um, definitely would like everybody's opinions about those. Now, you don't need to troll the shit out of them and be a bunch of dickheads. <laughs> but if you have a legitimate like, dislike, or whatever, and not, dude, she's so hot, because believe me, I know. There's, you're not going to tell me anything I don't understand, and she's my sister-in-law. No, that doesn't make it awkward. She's still an attractive female. I mean, you don't, that never changes because of the <laughs> oh, fact, like, I'm, 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 I guess I'm honest enough in my, in my manhood to know that it's like, that is an attractive female. Hey, I'll tell you Period. straight up, just Into man to man, she, I was like, good job, Brian. You're but like, then when I found out how close she was, I was like, <laughs> don't tell him, don't say anything. <laughs> Like high five, then she's like, oh wait, she's your sister. That's you know, somebody today was like, man, I really like those pictures. We were driving to lunch or whatever. I really like those pictures you took. She's hot. I was like, I know she's my sister in law. Like, I didn't mean for it to be that. Yeah, it, it totally was the way it came out. But it was just a comment from yeah, you, for just me, like FYI. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you know, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I was like, no. Oh yeah, no, not believe me. No, yeah, we gave. He's hot, and yeah. we gave Austin's girlfriend <laughs> crap. Uh, Austin Potter? No, Austin Henderson's. Oh gosh, that was funny. From that was from a while ago. A right? while ago, yeah. But um, the the pictures, 2012. I think so. Around then, yeah, on the bike with uh, her and um and Brittany. Yeah, Brittany. Yeah, we gave Austin's Austin's girlfriend so much crap. I think uh, Stephen, we need to remember that if you don't have hands, your last. Sounds like a show title. Sounds like he watches Ricky Bobby to me. <laughs> Sounds like Talladega Nights is yeah. probably on in the background. Speaking of on in the background, Trademark I noticed right going through uh, Instagram, Ryan Sipes is watching Winners Take All this evening. Oh, is he really? Yes. Wow. So that may need to come out of the closet as well and be watched again soon. Yeah, we probably do need to get on that. Winners Take All is a great movie. And the bike that I raced in Baja definitely felt like the bike that I finished Baja on, I guess I should say. It definitely felt like it had been pieced together. At the end or at the beginning? At the end. Oh, yeah. yeah the last day. Yeah, uh, it was like, get off me. I'm done. No, we had... So my 450 blew up on the second day of the Baja Rally. <sighs> and uh, so on the third day, I didn't race. But on the fourth day, I rode my dad's 1986 Suzuki 200. The, uh, How'd du your butt feel? I mean, it's still sore. Yeah. yeah. Still feeling months, that? Yeah. Months later. <laughs> my knees are sore. Butt sore. 
And that was just from the dirt bike riding. Everything else that I've done in my life has made it even worse. Yeah, exactly. Jeez, it's awkward for everybody, isn't it? (laughs) So, Dylan, let's talk a little bit about you. I like when Jordan's been on a couple times, we've had a chance to kind of converse and just kind of talk about what's been going on in life. So in that sense, what's been going on in life? Uh, Life. Um, Well, I do uh, um, compete in the uh, Torn TCRA and Toro races in uh, in the Texas series. Local here in Texas, that's correct. Yes, sir. Yeah, you Um, guys will hear us. We've talked a a good bit about TCCRA and Toro, but honestly, we don't get to talk about Torn too much. Texas off-road. That's a little bit more south. Is that Um, correct? Yes. It's it's, well, everything's based a 100-mile radius around the um, uh, promoter's house and stuff like that. Okay. So... Curtis and stuff. He lives in Arlington, so oh. it kind of beats around. It actually, it, it it can get a little bit more south, but it actually beats around where Tsari and Toro hit a lot too. Just around, as sometimes at the same area, sometimes uh, close close by to other areas. Right. And so um, that's that's the way to do the series. It's not over the Metroplex. It's my house. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yep. My house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, Caleb won that series. Caleb Ramsey won. Caleb Ramsey nice. won it. I got second in it. Ooh. Um, yep. And so that was pretty good to to come second in the pros. My first pro season in there. Congratulations. Thank you. And then I. Uh, I've never done that. I mean, I never thought I could either, but I've never done it. So. Exactly. And I didn't think I would get it then either. And then I uh, came up third. Came up a little too close, or a little short from. Uh, uh, Caleb and Cameron both getting first, second TCRA. So I wrapped up third in that one. Nice. And uh, then uh, Toro coming in, and I thought I was coming in hot and stuff, and came to an enduro and just wadded up, wadded your shit, hundred yards I think in. The kids say these days. And, yeah, uh, I heard about this. So tell us. Well, you just you know? talk to Jordan Bailey. She was right <laughs> behind me, man. I mean, yeah, Cooper, the whole family, really. Cooper Bailey, uh, all, Jordan all Bailey, the Baileys. all the Baileys. And I was like, man, I am a pro. I promise. Like, you're like, eh, yeah. Just, today was my squib day, man. Yeah, just first test, came off the line and go down a little hill and hop a little double that I was gonna do. And false neutral doesn't give you the power you need. And I found Negative. that out quick. So I went over the bars, got the shoulder, and uh, I had a. Um, had an MRI and it's possible AC separation, so we got a we got a shoulder doctor on Friday. We got to go to. So this is so you had an MRI done by I got maybe by like a non-specialist, and now you're gonna yep. go to a specialist to yeah. like kind of verify. Or- yeah, the uh, the MRI was just an overview. If we uh, did, if I did do any, it did do any crazy damage to it. But uh, the specialist now is seeing an AC problem and um, uh, really bad stresses put on in prompt in spots that shouldn't be stressed on. So yes. he wants to take a little bit more inside look to it. I wish that somebody would have noticed my uh, AC joint, you know, four years ago. Now at this point, I went three years with a separated oh, shoulder. Gosh, and uh, didn't even know it. Yeah, you uh, can't do that. So. The shoulders are a huge part in racing. I know. Like all limbs are, but shoulders and arms they take a large brute force of the bike. So, um, but I did this year switch to Husqvarna and, Ooh. um, but haven't had a lot of chances to ride it. I've only had, uh, three races, I think completed on it. Right. So I think it's got like eight hours on it. And you guys, the greens, when I say you guys, the whole family races from yeah. mom, dad and, and, uh, Dalton. and, and Dalton, um, he's going to be riding something else though next year in England or Europe. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> We told him that. Don't bring home one of them. Yeah. <laughs> or we just told, don't bring home part of them. We, yeah. Anything oh, they yeah, you no. don't, you don't want to no, We said, don't be married. You got to come home. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, you never I mean, if it's the love of his life, though. 
it could, it's okay. a lot of hap- a lot happens in a year. You'd be surprised. A lot happens in a year. You I mean, can catch a lot in a year too. Uh, what? Oh man! <laughs> Heard like, Europe's a little dirtier over there. My brother, bro. Yeah. It's my brother. It's my bro. sister, man. Come on. <laughs> it's my sister-in-law. I don't yeah. care at all. Oh right, it's not right, yeah, not so complete there. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's, dude, it's my sister-in-law. That's another good one. We got all kinds of fun titles already <laughs> in the first uh, fifteen minutes here. But yeah, no. So. Husqvarna, you guys have ridden a lot of different bikes, though. You guys all were kind of like nine KTM. You guys were riding like everything but, and then all of a sudden, yeah. the whole family, what, what, two, three years ago, went mm-hmm. uh, like all KTM, right? Y- yes, sir. Uh, uh, actually, my first bike was a, a uh, PW50, then I went to a Honda 50, then I went to uh, Polini, then uh, Kawasaki most of the years, KX6585. Was that because of your dad? Um, Wasn't he? Because he was a flat track racer. Yeah, right? he was actually a Honda. He was, was a, a Honda. Okay, Honda fa- factory Honda when he was over in Europe and stuff. Lived over there for a long time. Um, so your dad is going to be able to give your give Dalton tons of pointers. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He knows everywhere yeah, around. He's there. Like, Trust me. He's like, I remember daily. these areas used to be the party areas. And don't go here. Yeah, don't yeah. pay these chicks when they say these right. keywords. She's asking you for money for sex. This you don't want club, that. This trip, strip club way high higher up. Don't go to this cheap one. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So, um, um, so dad is usually on the best bikes that are around. We're not really brand specific, but. Right. Um, like you said, two, three years ago, man, we, uh, Action Motorsports Craig Martin came to us and said, Hey, I have, uh, let's try to get something happening here. And I hooked on to it, uh, on 250, uh, XCs. And ever since, man, I don't want to drop it. I mean, fantastic bikes, great bikes. Well, uh, Husqvarna coming from, or, uh, originating, uh, kind of from the same group of people. I know they're going to be fantastic bikes. They are fantastic bikes. And, uh, just can't wait to get more of a, like a handle on things and more of a per, um, a better series going or a better year going on. Yeah. Yeah. And um, now before I forget, because I'm all out there, we're going to talk, remind me when I get done, we're going to talk more about Huskies. Okay? Yes, sir. But I do have to say, this will be a, we could pass this on to Dalton. Hopefully he's watching. And if he's not, we'll have to pass I sent this the, on I sent to the him. link to him. He will be. So if he is, I, I do have to say, when I went to Germany in 2012 for the ISDE, yeah. uh, I met up with the, with the Australians, Team Australia, okay. and Jason Hooper, so like Josh oh, Strang, Daniel yeah, Dillon, yeah, all those yeah. guys and stuff, and they were like, let's go to the strip club. Okay. Oh, no, the dance club. It's all, it, it, they just call them dance clubs over there. Same thing. But I like, ask, I'm like, dude, I don't dance, man. That's, I, I'm, I'm just going to go drink. You know, like, oh, no, not that kind of dance club. Like, ladies dance. I was like, oh, you okay. You do sit and drink. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'm okay with that. Then like, we walk in, though, right in the door, and the the, the mistress or the person, I can't, not the, it's the, the madam, mademoiselle or whatever, the person who kind of like runs the door and let, right. let, make sure that, savvy people are in you yeah. know and not so savvy people are not in so you got in That's yeah she, i know <laughs> she literally right when she opened the door she goes sex upstairs dance downstairs and that's when i was like oh shit yeah we're in a brothel i was like uh it's like prostitution is legal uh i mean i was just kind of like i don't know what to do with my hands i don't know what to do with my hands this is germany so it was i was like okay so there it is so that'll be a new experience for your brother yeah don't don't send me pictures please send me pictures Dalton. Yeah, no photos send me pictures <laughs> <laughs> Oh, getting off task here. Oh, well, to stay a little bit on task, we'll get back to the Husky thing. I actually remembered in a second. So, 
Um, our good friend Dale Spangler either is paying attention or is just such a good friend that he knows that it's 8.20 on a Tuesday night, so he's given us some fly PSAs. He said, Fly Racing has a powerhouse off-road team for 2015. Returning will be GNCC XC1 rider Chris Bach for Team yeah. G- JCR. That answers a lot of questions. There's some. There's at least some form of an official statement that JCR will be racing GNCCs. Honda's still making an appearance out there, So man. that's good to see because we didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, obviously with Thad Duvall going to Husqvarna with the KR4 team, yep. um, and then Colton Haker going to Husqvarna as a support rider and right. still a rock star athlete in Endurocross, we're like, well, what is JCR going to do? What's Drop Honda out of Baja, doing? yeah. So at least we know there's a little bit of that there. So back and fly after a couple of years, hiatus is going to be Stu Baylor, and the new team is XC1 race winner Thad Duvall riding for KR4. Yep. So there we go. we got Thad Duvall, too, going to be in fly race. Yep, he did drop Honda, but... Can't fly, yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then the XC2 fly has a stacked field. Obviously, you can tell he writes a lot of pressure releases. This is a stacked field <laughs> with Trevor Bollinger, Ricky Russell, Nick Davis, and Jesse Grome all vying for the 2015 title. That's interesting. I did not know that about Jesse Grome. Jesse Grome last year was on was riding Climb. That's right. With yeah, he was. Shane Watts' team. But isn't yep. Jesse Grome still with Shane Watts? Um, I believe so he is. I don't think he's made a statement that he's going, going anywhere else. So I just so think he's still... So does that mean that the team is no yeah. longer sponsored by Climb? Or are they just allowing them to do... You're e- he's emailing you, man. Just, We're figuring it out, right? Just, We're making it happen. I mean, but I agree listening. with him. Maybe he'll give us a... Well, I agree with his team, man. Those are heavy hitters, man. I mean, Trevor Bollinger mm-hmm. going to... Um, uh, Baylor's team now, the new team that he's making and stuff. Yeah. I mean, he's um, and also be on the uh, trophy team uh, for, oh, the for the junior trophy team, right? Yeah, winning it yep. and everything. And and then you've got Ricky Russell, a huge XC1 contender out there. I wish. I get it that Ricky Russell's going to be riding the XC2 again. He he had such a great competitive year. That's right. He yeah. looked like he was. He looked like he was right on the verge of figuring out whatever that last little puzzle piece was to to be able to catch and beat. Uh, Grant on a more consistent basis, right? Getting the top, but then unfortunately five, yeah. he had the scaphoid issue, I, and so he is, he decided, you know, I'm going to call it quits. I'm going to go get it fixed, and we're going to you know go do this the right way. So he's going to be back in XC2 this year. I, I get it, you know he he probably is going to be the person to 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 come away with that championship at the end of the year, at the end of 2015, right? But I just really wish that he was XC1. Like I've seen him race a big bike against the big bike guys. And it, he's just an animal. I mean, an uh, absolute he is. Animal. He truly is. Um, I think. I think. Uh, I mean, the scaphoid or scaphoid is uh, a huge injury to not. You got to take that thing seriously. I mean, that takes out a lot of people and stuff. A lot of great racers. And I think Russell's just kind of dropping down, getting his uh, kind of getting his mojo back, getting the groove back. And I think we'll see him in XC1 really soon. I really do. Yeah, and uh, we 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 stand corrected. Grome is on factory beta, and I'm an idiot for okay. totally forgetting that. That yeah. is true. You know, that, that press release totally came out, um, and that's exciting because of the fact that uh, Zach Kuberty, a good friend of mine, um, also runner of uh, InnovationOffRoad.com, uh, is actually going to be the e- the kind of the East Coast team manager this year. Oh, really? So nice. Super young. Nice. Dude, yeah. Know? I mean, he's just a little bit older than you, probably maybe a year or two older than your brother. You know, but he's what I've noticed about Zach is he's super focused, and when he has his mindset on something, he just works on that he's gonna make it happen and i think yeah. and you could see that with innovation off road and i think we're gonna see the same thing um you know as team manager for the for the beta squad now again if we were talking earlier i was like you know you're a faster racer you're gonna have a lot more opinions than i am on certain right. aspects and i think it's the same thing like i've never been a team manager i have absolutely no idea how i would go about organizing a team i mean i organize teams at work 
But I organize teams at work for what I do on a daily basis, right. and that daily basis is not racing dirt bikes. You know what? Like, right? I get. So what I you're might saying. be able to make some cross pollinate, you know, pollinization to like figure it out. Understanding, but yeah. I would not expect to do well my first year. So I, I don't know what's got to be going on in Zach's head, like getting ready for this year. It's right. gotta be crazy. I mean, it's a it's a huge thing because you gotta you're. I mean, just being the team, uh, being the team, like he represents it and everything. And I mean, you gotta go through the racers, the uh, support for him. Uh, where to be, when to be, it, and just uh, to really stay with the racers and make sure they feel supported and well um, taken care of. It's it's a huge mental side of it, and just knowing how your team's going to do and making sure you have a great year for them and hoping they'll be back with you. Yeah, I, just, I remember. I can't. I wish I could remember which team it was. It might have been Pro Circuit. Um, obviously, kind of switching to the Supercross Motocross side of things, but there was a team where, where one rider started to essentially get butt hurt. Because the team manager, when they would walk into the tent, would just go to the first rider and start talking to them all mm-hmm. the time. And this other rider just so happened, the way that their bikes lined up, always happened to be the last rider yeah. in the tent. And he just kind of was like, he, he like had to have a discussion with the team manager about, like, he's like, dude, I've been back, you know, longer than everybody else. He's like, why can't you come? And, and, and you know, it's, it was... It's little weird stuff like that where right. not only do you have to figure out how you're going to be a good team manager, but you got to figure out how your riders are going to be good riders while you're trying to be a good team manager for them individually as well as a team. I think a, like, great, I think a great example is Mike LaRocco. I mean, also being a great racer himself and, and just knowing that aspect. jumping his bike really far. And having the... I mean, he does yeah. have a leap named after him. Exactly. Yeah, having that... <laughs> crazy oh my goodness um and even on a bike less than what everybody else is riding um but i mean he came he came into the manager scene and just really put it down made everyone feel comfortable um i know i i'm I'm pretty good friends with justin bogle and so he deals with the rocco a lot snap oh man and uh bring it in the heat well that's just because of dalton but uh (laughs) can you text him right now will he text you back probably not He's, he's rat pack yeah so um uh he says Rocco's a great guy always in always in everybody's business saying hey what can we do to forward your racing career and always trying to make everybody feel and feel like a champion feel yeah. like they are in the title and stuff and uh, making sure the team runs well and i think that he did a great transition into the racer and manager side of things because it's, it's again for them it's a whole mental thing you're not racing anymore you're a business guy now yep you're like racing is just a, like a small part of what you have to deal with. You got to deal with everything behind the scenes, and I think Chad's doing All a great job. Yes, yeah, I think Chad Reed's also doing a great job on that. I mean, racing and running his own team. Yeah, that's, that's got to be ridiculous. He's got to have a lot of gray hair now. Yeah, <laughs> in places we probably don't want to know about. No, because there's but, not enough room. Kids. Oh, and two kids. Good God. Yeah, you saw my little littlest one. Yeah, <laughs> running around being crazy. Nora's Nora's a bad crazy man. That's not even at the track either. I man. know she's just that's just nuts. That's just period. That's how kids do it, man. Yeah, it's like it's so weird. I got my first taste of trying to orchestrate a very small in in the logistical sides of things, very small amount of a race team, if you will. Like so, when I did the Baja Rally. Like all the weird stuff that I'm like uh, trying to orchestrate all the sponsors, trying to get all the parts together, trying to get the bike prepared, trying to right. get me prepared. And then it was like I just got lucky that my dad was so involved and took care of the logistics side of things. Because once we finally got on the road, I mean, I, I was just mentally fried. 
you know, of, of all the weird stuff that you just don't even think about that's going to come up that you have to deal with. So I can take that 10, 20 degrees, you know, and make it that much tougher, yep. more and tough. Then, and then go race. And then go race. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. Chad Reed. Yeah. Chad Reed. I'm lucky to have a dad that's just all over it, man. I He's just like, yeah, you go to sleep. I'll drive through the night. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. And just uh, wake up on every weekend on the bikes there and stuff. All my friends give me crap for that and probably don't give them enough thanks, but definitely just not having to have that mental stress on me just i'm worried about how am i going to hit this jump or how am i going to go fast and how fast can i get and um just coming back and saying dad i, I don't like how this setup is and yeah. then him being there for me so i like how you worry about how fast you're going to hit the jump that's not my concern at all i mean i am literally like yours is if you're going to hit the jump <laughs> how quickly can i shut off the gas before the lip so i can make up an excuse about something running across the trail or track dog or dog bar- barking yeah. in the bushes I, I scared the shit out of me i don't know man there were some mexicans doing it in the woods totally took my focus man i just had to shut her down yeah. <laughs> just couldn't make it happen but it's okay, man. <laughs> man, that 10 foot kicker was big though huh yeah i'd have hit it Woo, buddy <laughs> it's like dude it was five uh one day, one day yeah. I'm gonna step it up, and it's gonna. GoPro happen. doesn't show it that big, man. <laughs> it's a wide angle lens, man. It totally kills the whole, whole angle. Yeah, it totally kills it, man. It just blows out of proportion. So, GNCCs uh, this year, you got to do quite a few of them, and you got to do quite a few bigger ones too, right? I exactly. Mean, how, how was that getting the chance to travel from Texas, like it, not just travel from Texas, but travel with your family? You get to exactly. Do it with your dad yeah. And do all that. Um, uh, this year we didn't do as much as we did the last two years. The last two years we were fully committed and making, going for points and everything. And I was in the 250A class and had some unfortunate wrecks and stuff put me in the six in the points. So which, you're saying there's a pattern? Most likely, yeah. Yeah, I bet if I did it again, yeah, <laughs> something would happen. Um, yeah, uh. My pattern I, is just sucking. It's steady. It's steady, consistent. It's, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm a consistent sucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, both ways. Yeah, yeah. don't go there. Um, uh, I got a couple of good first seconds in that class. Um, all the top fives, but uh, again, some of those crashes did hurt me. So this year, we only uh, we got to hit I think three or four. Allie did a lo- uh, couple more than me. But yeah, traveling with the family, it's great. It's it's really fun. Sometimes stressful, but uh, being on the roads road like twelve hours at a time. How would you guys make those drives? Like, what's the what's the setup? Because- with with uh, well. Uh, the last few years, uh, I was in school and everything, so it would uh, get out of school Friday. Trailer already set with a van. Uh, I had a bed in the back and then a little box trailer. And then uh, we would head out Friday night, drive through the night, uh, Friday to Saturday, get there around Saturday, around like 5, 5 or 6-ish. Drop the, yeah, drop the trailer off, oh. go to a hotel, sleep, race the next day, leave right after, and then get home. Uh, sometimes I would go to school muddy as crap. With no, uh, yeah, sometimes no you'd be dropped off at school. Oh, yeah, yeah, most of the time, actually. Yeah, yeah, most of the time I'd come in and the teach, I'd sleep every class, right. but attendance wise, and the teacher would be <laughs> like, here. Dylan, get up. No, no, you have no idea what I've been through. <laughs> and that was like at the three hour races. Al- me? Yeah, <laughs> at me and Allie, two, three hour races each, and then, um, Allie, uh, with mud in her hair and everything, and just, oh, yeah, it was fun. So you don't have to worry about the boys hitting on her because. Yeah, no, okay. you see her even with mud in her hair. Yeah. Um, I mean, that could be a turn on. Yeah, exactly. But this year, um, GC hit their biggest race ever in history. Pretty crazy. Yeah, out of 40 years, biggest race. And Unadilla was always known for just the outstanding. The numbers, yeah. yeah, because, I mean, it's Unadilla. Who doesn't want to go Una there? Unafreaking Dilla. Exactly. <laughs> and, um, well, as we know, Iron Man um, uh, collected a, 
national motocross track uh, no, to their name. Yeah. And so uh, Which I was there. Unfortunately, was shit this year. But hey, yeah. Well, for motocross, for we motocross, got yeah. You guys got the oh my diggity. goodness, and I see why it was the biggest. And usually, Ironman doesn't pull the racers; they pull the fans. Right. And um, but when I do go there, IQ level does kind of it's it's scary. It, you walk in packs <laughs> if you ever go. Um, it's like it's like going to the Juggalo concert. Yeah, the... <laughs> yeah. You ain't rebel enough is a great saying down there. And you ain't rebel, rebel enough. enough. I'm not kidding. I hear that daily there. Wow. And um, by Does that kids, mean that, like it's only like thirty beers on your wizard staff. That you Actually, drink, funny or? thing, it was uh, the kid. Uh, I walking right behind him. The kid was going to smash a can over his head, and the kid said, "You ain't rebel enough," and he totally did it. And what happened to him? Oh yeah, yeah. Like he knocked him, like knocked on the ground. So, but he did it. So the kid got up and walked so and he's stuff. Totally rebel enough. And I'm like, dude, why isn't he racing? That is some insane like mental stability right there. Um, but jeez, <laughs> like, Louise, man. And but anyways, um, I hadn't been. Uh, this was kind of a weird one because uh, hadn't been training at all for it. Uh, for the three hour race, I only been riding. riding I mean, look hours. at you. I would have never guessed. I know, right? And just nothing. Same, like we must have been on the same program. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, um, no. Uh, Allie did. Um, Allie was doing fantastic. She really was. But the funny thing is, I pointed out her line to her uh, while we were walking the track and, on Saturday, and I said, "Hey, you should take this line. It's mm -hmm. a great line." She did take it, and there was about this big a log there, and on the GoPro you can see it, dude, just end over end. Um, but she did. Did she like ragged all over? Oh, the top dude, of the rag bike, like, on the GoPro. It was like bike was twenty feet away from her. And everything she was doing great though. She mm. was, um, but she moved the log out of the way for me though, because I took the line and it the race. It was there not there, man. I saw it was to the side. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, Allie. But no, uh, got off the line. Um, <laughs> so Dustin Malico lives fifteen minutes from Iron Man. He says he's never heard that. Well, you ain't rebel enough. I was about to say, has he been to the races? <laughs> Add alcohol and bikes, man. Things are coming out. You ain't rebel enough, Dustin. Yeah, That's exactly. That's your problem. When That's I was why. there this year, they stayed up till four in the morning on a bucking bull, on a mechanical bull, and there were thousands of people, thousands around this bull for uh, at four a.m. And I'm like, I'm trying to sleep, and they're just screaming, yelling. There's girls always on it, so I'm just, yes, there are. That's why they're up till four a.m. Yeah, like, exactly. Nobody's. All the guys, yeah, all the guys are not even on it. So, anyways, no, got off the line, got second, uh, led, led the first lap actually, and uh, uh, was in fourth, and then ended up uh, third, twenty seventh overall. Uh, nice. Uh, four down from the uh, top amateur, and I, you can ask Craig and Allie. I came off the track, and I was like, I don't know what I just did, but it worked out. Like yeah, it was that was nice. But it was beautiful. It was uh, eighty six, sunny. Track was totally prime, jumping everything. And Rebel as fuck. Oh my gosh, yes. In the in in the woods, I mean, it couldn't have been more primo. So I understand why they had the biggest turnout. I really do. It was just I mean, but just to see it, you couldn't believe it. You would have to just be there on the start. <laughs> I just I I pictured this and especially because I made the Juggalo reference because I've uh, there's a documentary out about the Juggalos. The, uh, what, what's the group? Uh, it's Saint Clown Posse, right? Yeah. ICP. Yeah. So the group is is I, the ICP and Saint Clown Posse. Well, they're 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 group of following their fannies. They're called the the Juggalos, and there's like a documentary about these people that follow ICP around to these like b for their bigger like festivals. <laughs> oh, dude, and it's rebel as fuck. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's. Yeah, it's I intense, bet. dude. It's it's on Vimeo. You can watch the documentary. It's retarded. But that I I've thought 
that if there was extra money, like I mean, not extra money to be made, but extra money to have to do this to sponsor something, a documentary on the mud fleas would be phenomenal. Like if you could make it to the, like some of the top GNCCs, that right. had, like Powerline Park, um, uh, Unadilla, and Ironman, like some of the really well known more northeast ones, and especially the ones that have all the mud because the mud fleas, right? You would have. Uh, I mean, the documentary would just be. I mean, just mind blowing. Yeah, like. Yep. I think we would have to title it "You Ain't Rebel Enough." I think I think they came out with the best saying. I mean, just for racing, you ain't rebel enough, man. If you don't race, you ain't rebel enough. Dude, I don't. Oh, that's that's good. Yeah, that is. That is so next time I see you not hit a jump, sticker. yeah, yeah I'm, you ain't rebel enough. I'll be like, rebel this bitch. Yeah, yeah. Dang, he's so ain't right. real enough, son. Gin- gingerbread. I don't know who that is, but it makes me think of uh, uh, Bolton. Bolton. That redheaded, a redheaded little ginger. You know what I mean? Like for some reason, like seeing gingerbread makes me think of that. <laughs> I like it. For those of you who don't know, we do actually have a chat room. It's tlk.io slash seat time. That's where some of the fun stuff is coming from. The little comments that we're getting Dude, going on here. They're hilarious. I know they've got some. They're doing really good tonight, and I think it's maybe. You know what it is? It's us. Yeah, we're 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 fanning the, the flame. Yeah. No, I don't. You guys are awesome on your own accord, and we just are thankful that you're here, paying attention to it with us. Um, so remember <laughs> how I told you I texted Steve Mathis, right? Yep. So he actually texted back. I'd say yes, but we don't have our headphones set up, and the Skype computer is not on, so it would be like a cluster right now. We sorry, man. Luckily, haven't had no, no. We'll be okay. Okay, we'll make it. We'll make it work. We'll make it work. So. I think let, let's dive in a little bit and kind of talk about some of this stuff. Now, granted, this is going to be not a granular, granular level. I mean, there are a lot of riders that have done a lot of changing on teams. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've seen sponsorship type changes. We've seen like che- teams change bikes, all kinds of stuff. So we're going to just kind of, kind of talk about some of that stuff, <laughs> talk about the riders, what's been going on, what we think about those changes. Um, and, and do we think they're good decisions? How we think they're going to do. So, I mean, we could start it off right now. Cody Webb. Making the switch from the championship-winning Beta 300 that he's been on, um, and he's going to be going to the RPM KTM team, riding, from what I understand, a 350. Yes. I think he's going to make the change to the 350. <clears throat> You're right. He has, ro- he has rode the 350 Beta. Right, um, yes. And, and you know continuously gone back to the 300. So I wonder, I mean, there's a lot of quick changes there. Um I don't know much on the 350 betas, but I mean, it's it's been working out for him in the past. I mean, yeah. just sticking around that area. He, I mean, riders that have great success, they don't really try to veer away from that. Yeah, so I mean, but Cody Webb, he, you could see when he and Alan Stillwell, the manager at the time of the beta, of the factory beta team, kind of on the west coast, if you will. This was before there was really a factory, you know, presence on the right. east coast. You know, you could start to see when they really started to gel because Cody, you could tell Cody's like, I'm going to make a, ch- I need to make this change. This is what needs to happen. Alan would know, or this is what is happening. And Alan would know how to adjust that, like suspension wise and motor wise, you know, full package. Mm-hmm. And that would happen. And then you slowly just saw the confidence and the skill level of Cody Webb just, I mean, blossom. Right. I mean, uh, Beta wasn't, uh, like, Beta wasn't a really widely known. At that time, and uh, Cody just put it to the next level and said, hey, this bike is competitive, and yeah. we can make it this way. And when you give the rider the right tools and uh, and he gives you the right uh, riding style for the bike, I mean, it's just 
it's just a, like a great championship package, yeah. and he really showed it this year. Yeah, it just it, 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 if nothing else, it's staying so consistent in years right. past. That consistency, that lack of consistency, has kind of been what's hurt him. But this past year, I mean, you can't say that he didn't have it. He was on right. top of the box I mean, like more, he than said, he, more than he needed to be. <laughs> yeah, like he said, the foot gave him a hard time, just taking him out of the um, the run that he mm-hmm. had. And then he said, he's like, I just had uh, no injuries, the right uh, the right time, the right process I needed to take. And I mean, when you give the guy all the time in the world to make the changes he needs to make and just study up, dude, he's going to be one heck of a guy to beat. Yeah. So. Him making that switch now to the art to a different brand, different yep. probably a different bike. He's been on the three hundred, you know, two stroke for a long time. If he goes to the three hundred on the KTM, probably that much of a difference. Really, just frame and suspension. Now, suspension plays a huge part, That's and everything. obviously engine work. And I mean, they do so much minuscule things to those bikes that makes such a big difference for some of these riders. Is he? Gonna, how's he going to be able to do? Well, I mean, in Durocross, I think I would really uh, work on my suspension more than the engine. I really would. I mean, I, I these guys are jumping into boulder-sized rocks and just hauling up to the logs and stuff. It's just such a close quarters race. Uh, um, I mean, he's on KTM, so that means he got the WP suspension on there. Yep. And um, I know, like I said in the past, uh, uh, later on, it. It does have that variety package for it. It does have the um, ability to on the spot change it if he wants. And so I think with WP and the KTM guys behind him, I know RPM is a great successful uh, riding um, team also, and and GSC having a great presence there. Um, I'm just I don't see him. I don't see him really falling back. I see a a, a couple changes going to be made, but I, I think just as him and the rider, he'll make it work. Yeah. Just like Beta, I give him the right parts. And give the rider the, uh, enough time, he'll make it happen. Right. Yeah, and, and we saw at the Super Enduro in Poland a couple of weeks ago. He obviously did really well, but I asked him, I was like, how'd you feel? He goes, well, honestly, he's like, the two biggest things is I, I didn't get here early enough. He's just not not mind, not physically well enough yet with the timetable adjustment. Acclimated um, to the time, right. yeah. So that's why he's already in Germany right now for round two of the Super right. Enduro because he wants to be that acclimated. He wants yep. you know, to... To his, he's taking Super into a very serious, um, and the rear shock, uh, because he oh. was running the Fox Racing rear shock on right. his beta, and he can't run that anymore. And he can't run that anymore, nope. and he and, and that is apparent. I mean, having talked with Alan, having talked with other riders that have ro- that have ridden with that Fox Racing rear shock and some of the prototype front forks that they have, that what they're doing suspension wise is unlike what anybody else has out there. Right. Um. I think. Uh, again, I think um, they'll have to work a little bit harder in getting uh, just searching for that. I think yeah. he'll have to get a couple more parts and maybe uh, find uh, find that middle ground. Really, I mean, if you can't have if you can't have the best thing, he'll try to get the next best yeah. thing. And I'm and sure that work. if for some strange reason, you know, the 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 support group that he has with RPM, you know, the the RPM team within that little family, and for some strange reason he can't get that support, they do have factory service support. That's from right. KTM. Yeah. So I. I it would just be probably a quick phone call away or an easy, you know, drive down the road. I mean, X, to, now he's an ex Endurocross champion. I think yeah, he's got he's his name like, guys, anymore. Yeah, it's like help you figure this out. So, yeah. you yeah, hired me, do, okay? Do, yeah. do you do? I'll say it. I expect Cody Webb to be contending for another Endurocross championship in 2015. Oh yeah, um, he did wake up, uh, Taddy Blazuziak, though. Um, Taddy, you saw him come out in Poland. Oh man, and just 
Take, took him to town, Triple man. hat. From, yeah. I mean, from start to finish, man. Just The hat uh, trick. Again, um, uh, Taddy, one of the widely known best enduro guys ever. I mean, with, uh, um, he's got the hard enduros, the, uh, the Acetus guy. He's done it all, man. He has Erzberg just being one of the youngest to win it. And so, um, I think it was a huge eye opener, Webb, being able to pull that off. I mean, hats off to him to beat one of the best guys. Uh, and then Haker, man, Haker's always the guy just shoving his Or if in the you're door. like Jordan and I on the webcast in Atlanta, Hacker, and getting called out by everybody. Haker, yeah. It's Hacker. Yeah. It's Haker. Yeah, it's Haker, yeah. And, um, <laughs> I mean, you can see Haker's videos, I mean, pulling off the 360 on the bike and stuff. Yeah. And, I mean, he's just talented. And so, again, with Webb, Webb pulling it off for this year, I think he did awake. Taddy, so I I don't think he's going to walk right into it now this year and just think it's going to happen again. I think it's going to come down to two, three, two, one round towards the end. That would be so, cool if it does. I mean, I mean it they did was this all year, close. but it was close though. Yeah, it if was like screwed, six points yeah, or something like that. Screwed up. I think it will come down to one point. Like really, you have to win the heat. You got to win the main, and that's going to how it's end up. Yeah. And I think it's going to be closer as a three way instead of just one or two guys. Three ways are fun. Yeah, in every aspect, all the round. <laughs> Um, you mentioned Colton Haker, so that's yeah. Th- there, it's very, very cool to see him um, on a Euro brand. I think he, I think yeah. the way that he rides, I think once he gets used to kind of coming back off of the the Japanese brands, that he's going to be a very dominant force. Um, right. It's interesting that he's kind of a support rider, though. I wonder if maybe this is like Mike Brown's last year, and he's kind of maybe gonna like work his way into filling Mike Brown's shoes. But right. you notice he's also wearing fly racing gear, which super stoked to still have um, Colton Haker in the fly racing family. Right. Yeah. Like there's. I wonder what that dynamics like. Right. You know, because, because um. And then uh, what is uh? And then Ryan Sipes is MSR. Uh. He's, yeah. He he's is, kind yeah. of like that factory supported. He's on the same level as right, uh, uh, Haker, Haker. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's a little interesting. They're labeled dynamic as there. the Husqvarna athletes, the uh, Rockstar athletes, yeah. and stuff like that. So again, yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. I think they're um, following in the shadows right now, kind of going to step into the next spots. Um, but uh, I haven't heard much from Brown wanting to retire or anything. So there was, I, I honestly was a little surprised that he came back this year. I don't know. I just see him at him like physically watching him at some of the rounds. He just did not seem into it. Like he would get right. way more frustrated than the Mike Brown of old, um, and, and just not the results as well. So, no clue. You know, family dynamic. You know, personal stuff. Maybe just mentally not Men- there. Yeah. Whatever. It, well, whatever, he's yeah. got a new year, fresh yeah, slate, so. and so we'll see how he does uh, this year. Uh, I mean, again, Husqvarna just throwing bikes they, out I, is it is it bikes or money i mean what is it dude like, what it's both you gotta have both to do like it when when ktm sells as many off-road bikes as they did no so kidding. then they buy husky so then they just throw a bunch of money into husky well i mean now it's there are separate companies though they made it clear at the uh when i went oh to, yeah yeah when i went to california and uh to the uh, uh ktm ride day and then the husqvarna ride day in cali they made it clear that these companies do not work together and even though they are um backed by the same group they are separated by the by the uh co- uh corporation side of things right. just they are right now in uh, uh austria building the husqvarna um building just the uh factory production site and everything getting the new state-of-the-art equipment there and um they're going to have that ready and is that why we're seeing is that why huskies and ktms are still so much alike yes Once they get yes. that done is i that think it was like a five-year thing it, t- it will take them start to yes differentiate themselves they'll say you'll see a, uh, a different uh engine 
um, kind of design to it. Uh, I mean, you can't make the bikes look like light years different, right? But um, they there is something to be said if yeah. you can have two motorcycle brands run off of maybe the same frame and swing arms, right. or even the same like swing arms. I mean, even that would save you hundreds of thousand dollars in production. You know, if you can exactly you know, not have to make two different uh, uh, presses. For but no, stuff. they want to, man. They they definitely That's crazy. do. Yep, they got. All mechanics different, all uh, corporations, uh, business people different. Yeah, so it'll be neat yeah. to see as that develops and how yeah. that really kind of starts to change and, and move about. Somebody's going to make me crack on camera. I don't know what that means, crack on camera. I mean, I, I do everything on camera except take my clothes off. That's just a different show. So <laughs> it's like more than you gonna, pay for. Yeah, you, you, I mean, this is it. Like, it's pretty raw. I yeah. don't see how I can crack. I mean, like, if I just, like, literally go... Like, is he going to say something to make you mad or something? Or yeah, like, no, like, <laughs> it's, it's pretty much not going to happen. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, I'm not going to give you my address, but it's still not going to happen. It's, <laughs> it's going to get weird. Right. Um, so we, we talked about beta a little bit and how Cody Webb's not going to be on that. With that opening, we saw Kyle Redman getting a full-time factory beta gig deal. Yeah, slipping uh, right into that, yeah. Super, super excited for Kyle Redman because he's always, he's such an awesome, chill laid-back dude and i don't know if that's always been in his best favor i don't know that people see him as somebody that's willing to fight maybe for a championship like because they kind of see him as such a laid-back kind of guy right so i think with that lack of support he just hasn't had a chance to gain any kind of momentum because he's always fighting parts he's always fighting mechanicals he's He's always always fighting web he's he's behind him (laughs) yeah so so now he's in the spotlight he's their guy and so uh um, no, I watched him ride a couple times, and the dude's phenomenal. He's flawless, and so it, it is strange to see him. Like, man, he just—he's there, but he's not there at the same right. time. And so it's kind of—I again, yeah, I'm glad with him just to be able to take that spot. Yeah, uh, Max Gersten is going to be back on the factory beta team in Endurocross. I think it was the fifth oh, he's overall, fourth right. overall yeah. this year. Yeah, um, love that dude. If uh, I've gotten a chance to not just hang out with him, I haven't had a chance to ride with him, but I got a chance to hang out with him. Got a chance to drink with him. Got a chance to do shots of vodka with his mom. You can't um, tell the factory teams listen. No, <laughs> no, dude, I, I got call Alan. Alan was next to me when I was doing shots with Max's mom. I think it's okay. I was doing shots with Alan. So right, it didn't really matter. Um, Max is a crazy rider, man. He Max does some is, crazy yeah. stuff. And he is, just, but he's ear to ear grin all the time. Oh he's yeah, just so much fun. So that's yeah. he's just a really cool How dude. How old is so. he, man? He not, even, not very old. No, he's young. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, I would say probably your brother's age. That, I right out there in the early because yeah, he 20s. popped when he came into the pro scene, man. He was super young. Yeah, well, he really won young. the old the old style like junior enduro cross. That's right. Yeah, to have he was he he actually won that. So right, it was really cool to see. We got oh we got Charlie Mullins. I'm healing up. Okay, just want to make sure I could read it. And uh, it was uh, it sounds like Charlie Mullins is healing up, and he's gonna nice. go to the doctor to get the cast off soon. That's cool. Good, so, good. Sounds like he's super pumped. That's gonna be fun. Is that on both wrists or one? Oh, because he's it's a double wrist thing, man. He's got a left and right problems. Go to the doctor to get the cat the one cast off. The one cast. So it might be his. Uh, Text back if it's his left or right because he's got the uh, Charlie uh, injured uh, scaphoid on that one on the right side, I think. And then the left side, it was that loose muscle issues that had to be um, tightened back up for him. And uh, he had to have uh, that, fu- uh, that fuse together. And then on the left one, he had to have that uh, 
um, skateboard. He had to have, a, I think, a graph into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, that's some serious. Whenever you get dug into your body, man, it's some time. Yeah. So I, I'm, mean, I'm really looking forward to it. Like Caleb said on the – when Caleb Russell won the GCC title, he said uh, it sucked that he didn't get the – race uh, his teammate for it because did he get Cal- the battle the way he Caleb yeah. knows like it wouldn't have been that easy I mean yeah. he won it two rounds before the season was over but he knows if Charlie was there it would have been it would have been a tough one and Charlie knows that as it well it would have been on yeah exactly which is awesome Charlie's the microphone really the one. is up your nose Joanna Bailey is this is it is is it is it just my mustache that makes it look up my nose is it does it look up my nose like this Steven <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Does it change any? I'll do like whoop. No, guys, you can't do that. Oh, it's true. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, no, weird. no. <laughs> Is it up my nose if it's in my mouth? No. Okay, he's so, on a whole other level. Yeah, it's just like it's just like I don't know, man. Sometimes that Thursday show really kind of works its way into the back TV into show. it. Yeah, yeah I know, it's kind of strange. Yeah. Are you guys talking to anyone that is doing King of the Motos? Um, oh my goodness! I do. want to do yeah, that no, so much. Uh, that is uh, our. That's Alan. That's on from Oklahoma. He put on uh, uh, Red Dog. Buzz. Thank you, Buzz of the Red Dog, and um, th- so a lot of off road racing, like, like a lot of four by four off road racing stuff. Racing, yeah. And so he's been trying to get us in touch with some different riders that are going to be doing the King of the Motos. Yeah. So yes, we will definitely be uh, talking to some riders that are doing the King of the Motos. I mean, guys, I mean, that's like Taylor Roberts. Everyone, yeah, basically, Caleb Russell, because now. Like we it, we didn't that first first year we just kind of had like Graham Jarvis come over we saw Tata Bazuziak uh, and Cody Webb and a couple other guys like uh, Kyle Redman and Cor- Corey Grafunder probably did it but now right. we're starting to see Caleb Russell go out west yeah. to do it because last year Taylor Robert was out there now on the KTM his two on his two stroke um, so yeah we're starting to see a lot more factory but wasn't guys it Webb that uh, Webb pulled it off pretty good mm-hmm. yeah no, Webb's done really well yeah, since he really uh, good there. Since the first year I don't believe he did all that well but after that. He's been dominating. Solid there. I mean, Webb uh, Web winning the TKO knockout, I mean, just that was just like a, that wasn't even a challenge for him, it looked like. Were you there? Uh, no, I did see the reviews on it. I, I mean, was there. Yeah. And it was it was literally... He makes uh, everything look too easy. So when he came around, we had uh, Taylor Robert came in second. And before yep. third place came in, Wally Palmer came in. And I like literally was like, man, Wally Palmer got third. That is awesome. And I started, dude, congrats on getting third. He goes, dude, I got lapped. I was like, what? He goes, like, those two guys did a whole nother lap than me. He's like, we got past on the, he's like, the waterfall section right now is a clusterfuck. He's like, third place is still back there in the woods somewhere. Grant, Grant ended yeah, up getting was like, third, which was huge for him. Yeah. But I mean, again, like, great for Robert. But Webb, I mean, he just, just, I mean, he those rocks, the size of rocks, the size of obstacles that he goes through. Yeah, and just one little look at him. Okay, I got it. Well, you got to email him and see if the amateur openings, are, if there's still any more rows for the amateurs, because we, I signed up again. Yeah, no, we're gonna I, be there, dude. It really is a lot of fun. You no, just I'll, gotta ride I'll set, your butt yeah, off. Yeah, I'll set it up, but just not right. We'll with the there show we go. and everything. Graham Jarvis first year, Cody Webb second year. That's right. Yeah. I mean, Jarvis, you you can't argue with. I to me, just my opinion, not saying anything, just. I think he is the most talented rider right now out there. Yeah, oh, even yeah. though Johnny Walker has he's, put it down he's, on he's him. He's the upcoming. Yeah, lately he, yeah. Johnny Walker has. I mean, been. on Moto Six, repping on that, just winning it, uh, winning Sea of Sky, and then uh, I'm pretty sure he won Sea of Sky, didn't mm-hmm. he? Uh, and then um, uh, Erzberg, winning Erzberg and stuff. Yep. I, but to me, Jarvis is the most just jaw dropping 
fluid racer. Yeah, the technique and the skill there that that guy has is it, it's phenomenal. unreal. Yeah, and uh, I, I follow him on Instagram, and he just his messing around videos are just years and years. <laughs> his messing making. around videos are the ones where I fall off the bike. Like, like don't even get on the bike. That's true. That's like, true. get up. Like, I wouldn't even attempt the rock. He just he just looked at. I would stand next to it. Yeah. I'd be like, you got it. It's this much taller than me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then that's uh, manual down it just for fun. So we were talking about dead sexy, the way you were lying. You're wa- yep. Mm-hmm. Man, we're just getting all kinds of comments about me mouthing the mouth, my- mouthing the mic. Now the vodka's kicking in. So you we're, we're going to be on a roll. Yeah, exactly. All of that was before the vodka. Yeah. Now it's kicking in 30 now minutes, right? In. Isn't it? Yeah. No, it's been an hour. <laughs> oh, it's full blown in the bloodstream. Yeah, it's yeah. going, buddy. I'm not driving anywhere except upstairs. It's not even a pint. Nope. Dalton Green. Jet Live. <laughs> hey, Dalton, I did make a shout out to Pat, uh, Rat Pack. Yeah, making the designs for him. So I did. Brad Frace, Justin Bogle, all that crew yeah. in there. Yeah. This is awesome. Like yeah. your stuff in Meta, buddy. Where was it? It was right over here somewhere. It, yeah, it was. Uh, I think we took it off, actually. Oh, yeah, we moved it off the couch. But, so, big question. We know that Taddy Blazuzak is signed on for 2015 and 2016 with yep. KTM, but nothing in that says that he's going to be racing in the States for Enduro Cross again. He's been over here for five years. He's not, you know, uh, he still lives. He only lives in the States when he's racing Enduro Cross. He still goes back home other times. Right. I wonder when he's going to do like Paul Wibley. It's like, you know what? I'm ready to, to go home. And yep. uh, Yes, I'm going to race when I go home. It's not going to be at the level I'm doing now. Now, Taddy Bazuzak would still race at that level. But I wonder, like, if... Or when I, he's going to be done, you know, racing in the states. When I was at the KTM ride day, I got to have lunch with him. That was cool. Oh. Like literally, from from me to you, just talking with him, and it was cool. Uh, it was Dean Ferris and Taddy Bazuziak, and I asked Taddy, I was like, "Hey, you going to do any uh, extreme enduros anymore, like Erzberg and stuff?" He's like, "No, I'm done with that." He's like, "I I don't want to do that anymore. It's too it's too physically hard. I've already won. It. I don't. If you win it, there's no reason to do it again." And he said, "I'm strictly enduros now." Well, um. After I think I think this was an insight on just maybe he is more toward the extreme enduro or the hard enduros over like in Poland and the uh, and and the Ger- or European side. I don't, maybe he's kind of done with the U.S. side of it and huh. stuff. Maybe maybe that's why he got second. He just wasn't mentally there with Webb. I mean, making the mistakes he made this year that he usually doesn't make. Yeah, I just maybe it's kind of an insight that he's wanting to go home like Wibley. Well, I have never had lunch with Tata Bazuziak. I can so, say I did. That was cool. I, I have no insight. We have Dylan Green for all the insight. I did right. not realize that you were like snobbing with all the big boys. Well, when he asked to sit down with you, I, you're you like, going to say no? Yeah, I will. Yeah. You want, I don't want a ski pole, but I'll sit down next to you. Wait, keep my pants on? Oh, Damn okay. it. All right, all right. Oh, Taddy, you're killing right. me here. Sorry. So, Josh Strang, um, another non-American, uh, Australian. Oh, he's Aussie. He's a cool dude. Yeah. Um, going to be on the factory Rockstar Husqvarna off-road team for 2015 yep. and 2016, racing the 450 in the XE1 Clash of the GNCCs and then the 350, 350 at the National Enduros. Stoked on multiple levels because I think Josh Trang has been missing that support. Um, I, I don't, you know, I, I, when I go to the races, I like to talk to Strang. He's a very cool dude, but I don't, yes. I don't, I'm not a personal friend of his by no means. And right. So I don't know how well he works. He has worked when it's just really him supporting himself. I don't know how, how well he can go out and test and make adjustments and really do all that kinds of the, – the stuff that you need to do when you're testing right. to be yeah. a better racer without having that full factory support. So it'll be a really cool 
to see, you know, what he's going to be able to do now when now he that has he's that, that again. Yeah. You know, he's going to be able to go to the test track and test and come back and say this, 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 and this, and then somebody's going to be able to help him, you know, go through that and kind of and make changes if changes need to be made. Well, just like he was saying um, on Instagram and everything and just on other websites, uh, him and his dad have grown up with Husqvarna. They own the Husky just, shop. That's right. Yeah, having that origin and that bond with him, he's – to me, it sounds like he couldn't be more happy – with this change, like yeah, he, I agree. like he has wished for this in his mindset. I mean, being an ex GNCC champion and on the Suzuki and stuff, and just making it happen, he knows he can be up there with them, and he knows he knows he should be in number one spot. And I just like you said, having that support, having that team behind you, I mean, who knows? I mean, just look what he look what he did just with himself. Yep, it's impressive. And so having an ex. Having that background experience of knowing. That's what I say every time I fill up a t- t- toilet paper. Look what I did by myself. Yeah. <laughs> I bought that. <laughs> <laughs> what are the knuckle children? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Peter Griffin. Yeah. Oh, and, Peter And he Griffin. does train with Caleb Russell. I, I saw him and Caleb actually ride together a lot. Man. Yeah. I'm like. They're going to be so bad. I wish we dude, could get them yeah. to all race like 150s together just to see what it would be like. Dude, the Caleb Russell at uh, Ironman, um, he was actually doing it for Rory Mead um, in the hospital. Right. So yeah. I mean, that was a huge upset in the racing industry when that happened to him. I uh, hope he's doing good. Um, but uh, Rory always rode the 150. He just liked it. He liked the two strokes a lot, 250, 150s. And so um, he did race one other, uh, a couple other uh, races on the 150. He got a fourth and third, I think it was. Right. But this last one, he he told everybody, "I'm going to do it." Yep. And happening. I mean, the the confidence, the degrading of confidence that everybody had to have on 450s, 350s, this full all full out um like factory bikes, and this guy just rolls in on a 150 and was just like, "Dude, I got it." Two minutes, I think I, it was. I, I can't. I can't even like I I've ridden 150, love it. They're so much fun, right. but I can't even imagine how much faster a factory built 150 would be. Oh man, Just, it's, and you and can the see suspension, it. You, like I, okay, whoo. I have to say the suspension. Uh, if anybody's been to Benita, uh, mm-hmm. for you know the last. Uh, Two three miles is just that full the sand whoops that yeah. just ask okay you. yeah put that um for perfect dirt and thirteen miles that's Ironman that's that's why it's called Ironman because it's it's unforgiving it's and they don't grade it they don't change it I mean it's like if you Bonita. watch <laughs> if you watch my GoPro you'll hear the I GoPro and you'll hear the bike doubling through in the woods just and these are just. Uh, just whoops. They're it's just years and years and years exactly. of whoops and, and whoops and whoops. Yeah. You smile because like the track's beautiful, but then also you're like, I hate my life. Like, why am I doing this? And uh, and that's where I was thinking the suspension. I don't care how good his suspension was on a 150 with his weight, his speed. That bike must have just been like, get off of me, please. <laughs> and he put it up for sale. It's an yeah. auction off. I was like, I wouldn't take that bike. Like, yeah. Three hours and he just just reamed the shit out of it. Everybody was so surprised that he wasn't walking out of the woods saying it locked up. I mean, if you watch him in the cornfields because you ride a cornfield right. and stuff, the th- he didn't let off. Just like honestly, he couldn't let off because uh, it's just sucking power out. So he's just it was it was a phenomenal ride by him. Wow, oh, it's intense. It's gonna be cool to see those guys step it up. So. Another rider that's going to be – well, he's going to be entering the XE1 class, but uh, switching brands completely and kind of teams in general is going to be Grant Baylor. So right. Grant Baylor was 
going to be riding a KTM 450 in XC1 this year. And then all of a sudden, the press release comes out for the Blue Crew for Yamaha's Ampro team, and Grant Baylor is riding a 450 in the XC1 class. Um, now, we know that they're, the Baylors are <laughs> close friends with, oh, with yeah. the, the Hawkinses. Uh, they live really close to there, ride on the farm all the time. Um, so it, it's not a shock by any means. I don't think that, that it that he's on a Yamaha. I think it's a shock that he maybe left you know, the, the factory team that has the most money oh, and the most support. And you the know they offered R&D. him it. And I'm, yeah. I would think they would. I mean, no, no. I mean, his bike was being built. And his XC1 450 was in the KTM making. Yeah. was being built by his mechanic. And, and I, so that's that, that's how me. that that's why it was so kind of like I and and the funny thing is I don't think Stu had anything to do with that because Stu's new team is supported by KTM. Right, he's yeah. still in the family. Yeah, and um, I don't know if it was it's if it's his ego thing, kind of like hey, I'll do it on my own. Like I will, I can, I can be this fast without the team. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, he was one of the youngest to almost overall race a couple times actually overall from, the whole yeah, GNCC the whole thing like a minute XC2 back line, and yeah. stuff and and so that is weird that he would leave such a prestigious factory the biggest factory team out there I mean they have the biggest presence out there yeah. and I would and it shows the most money so you, you would you think the most money but I guess too like teams teams probably treat a lot of that differently like say maybe KTM what they do is they're like all right guys you're you're all gonna make salary of x you know yeah so each of their people is like but they maybe you know and that may seem a little bit higher but their bonus may not be as good or right. vice versa you know you don't think make about that much, the yeah. ampro team just got rid of paul wibley who we know was not cheap like no that exactly. guy would be very very expensive so they're mm-hmm. getting grant Baylor and daniel, daniel milner i would say that Mil- that ashburn is i like ashburn don't get me wrong but i would say that ashburn is thankful to to have a spot, yeah. I, I don't, uh, he, you know. But didn't he finish second? Jordan Ashburn, yeah. In GCC, uh, I thought Strang did. Uh, Str- or no, he was one point behind. Yeah, so he got third, I think. Right, his best year yet, I would think. Yeah, I just guess that like performance wise, like you would say, yeah, sure. Or Ashburn's been consistent, but I don't know that. I don't I think they were looking him for like consistent. A top five, like yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't think they were looking for consistent. It. If you're going to have two guys, you know, the two they have with Milner and and Baylor are going to be awesome. But if you're going to have a third guy that is going to always be there and always be consistent and probably going to be in the top five, like that fourth, fifth kind of place guy, mm-hmm. it's going to be Ashburn. Do you think they want that? Do you think they would keep him along with that? If that seems what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> I, again, he's probably just like, all right, let's do it. It's yeah. another year, man. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I, I think, you know, but it's always one of those like, Am I gonna have a ride? Am I gonna have a ride? Am I gonna have a ride? So yeah, right. So and, and, nice guy, yeah, really nice guy. Um, we're, I love this. We're just like we're just getting all kinds of good feedback. So uh, more more text. We'll, we'll leave the names off, maybe just to, just in case. Yeah, Stu is a rebel. Dude, I'm telling you, man. It's Say it so again. nice. Say yeah. it again. You ain't rebel enough, man. You ain't rebel enough. Stu's rebel enough. Um, I would agree with this, that Stu is going to work better on his own bike. Stu Baylor is going to be, we're going to have, we're going to have some kind of res- of a resurgence of w- what we saw, what was it, in 2012 when he won the National Enduro title? Yep, um, yes. Like where he just came out of nowhere Youngest. and dominated. It wasn't like, his uh, rookie year. Yeah. And rookie so year. I think there's a good out. chance that we're going to see 
glimpses of that. Yeah. Um, I don't, but again, who it, knows how his racing, wrists really are going to hold up. Uh, again, but, it's, it's mental. Racing is like 60% mental, 40% physical. That's what we all agree on, mm-hmm. uh, as racers. And a lot of people don't agree, uh, believe in that. But I mean, trust me, you take a guy with 100% like huge mental capability, he'll outrun the f- most fit guy. I mean, which is Caleb Russell, which it is. And, um, and I, uh, again, mentally, but anyway, yeah. what I'm talking about mental is he's running a team now. He's, I don't know how, yeah. How tough is that? Gonna I be? mean, he, he's not just going to have, like you said, show up to the race, uh, and just, all right, I'm going to go practice. You handle my bike. Now it's okay. Everyone's got to get to the race. I got to take care of Trevor now. Yeah. Um, who, I got to pay him now. I got to make sure, like he was just saying, he was looking for, his latest post was he's looking for a trailer sponsor to yeah. get to the races. That doesn't happen, man. They're both in for a rude, rude awakening, and it ain't just going to be about the track anymore. Yep. Yeah, so if he doesn't do good, his team doesn't look good. It's going to be – I wonder if there's a little bit of of Grant taking the position with Yamaha, being so close to the house, being so close to the Hawkinses, that he's going to be able to get a lot more personal attention there – with the Ampro team, then with KTM, than he would with KTM, which then leaves uh, Big Stu to help Stuart Baylor Jr. with his team a little bit more, right? You know, because if you've watched before, because what Big Stu's been able to do is he's been able to be under one tent and help both of his boys when they need it or yep. if they need it. Typically, more so Grant because Grant's kind of been the support guy. Yes, you know, so. Yep. Big Stu has kind of been his mechanic and his kind of help and support. So maybe now, like maybe Grant took this position with Ampro, knowing that it's going to be more of a family atmosphere for him. So he'll be able to get more support from everybody around. So that'll leave Big Stu able to help out Little Stu. More. I'm surprised they're not under the same. Tone. I don't know. I'm surprised. I wonder if Stuart, uh, uh, if Stu was like, "Hey, you want to join?" I think. St- Stewart is still good enough and still has the potential that KTM was willing to give him more for factory spot for factory support. Right. Yep. Because I think his uh, main sponsors are KTM, uh, FMF, and, uh, and Fly. Fly. Uh, yeah, Fly. I, I don't think. know if it. Yeah, I mean, it yeah, 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 because they're yeah, supporting the, uh, supporting the Trevor Bollinger. Yeah, right yep. there. Yeah, so. it's FMF, KTM, and Fly. Is there? Three three main ones. So that's interesting. That's an interesting dynamic. Now I have no idea. Like we could email Big Stew, but he's just going to be laid back, Big Stew, and not really give you an answer. So. Yeah, he's just going to be like, "My kids are going to do great." Okay, yeah. all right, no problem. Love yeah. it. Keep going, yeah. buddy. So we're talking no about way. those guys. Daniel Milner coming over. Um, won the Orcs multiple times. Probably the top Australian off road racer right now. Over there, yeah. Um, he's done a. He's come over to the states a couple times. Hasn't had the best. Uh, Performances, but talking with Josh String, <clears throat> talking with Shane Watts, a bunch of guys who have come over. It's a learning curve. It's a different style of racing coming over for the GNCCs. So once he has that learning curve down, once he's kind of within that, I think I think Daniel Milner will be, you know, maybe that 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 fourth, fifth, sixth kind of contender. Right. Um, it'll take kind of like Ryan Sipes was last year. I think Ryan Sipes didn't do as good as we expected. Um, I didn't expect him to come in and win. But I expect him to do a little bit better than he did last year, so maybe we'll see. It's funny you say that too, because I I think he was exactly where he needed to be, where I expect him to be. Because coming from an off road standpoint, I mean, you can't take. I don't. I don't. Everybody thinks motocross and off road are very similar. They're not. It right. is. It, they're both science 
uh, like sciences to get it down. I mean, these guys have been coming to the tracks 10, 12 years, uh, rustling on them. They've raced the same tracks before and again and again. And I mean, even with, uh, Daniel Mil- Milner, I mean, yeah, Australia, um, he might be the main guy over there, but to come down to these backyard tracks for these guys, it's it's a whole nother game uh, playing field and stuff. And Ryan didn't have that three hour stamina to take it. I yeah. knew he wouldn't. Thirty minutes. I mean, the, the I think that is a huge physical demanding uh, track uh, race. Is thirty minutes? Yeah, you take three hours now. I didn't. I'm I'm surprised he did as well as he did. I mean, yeah. Iron Man pulling off a third. I, I was like, dang man. I think. Uh- one of the things we've, when we had Ryan on the show is he talked about the fact that everybody has such knowledge of the tracks. Yeah, it's and he huge. has none. It's huge. Um, I mean, they so come. Same thing with Daniel Milner. And maybe we. That's why we. Maybe that's why he kind of come over every now and again to kind of like test out at different tracks to kind of oh, yeah. like just. Like you know. me, and my dad always discuss. I mean, right when Caleb Russell unloads his bike, they already have a predetermined setting. Like this worked last year. You won with this setting last year. We're going to stick with it. Daniel comes over. It's all new. Yep. There's no practice. All he has to go on is cycling the track. That's it. And when I mean cycling, yes, I see Caleb Russell and Mullins on a cycling bike with his mechanic yeah. cycling the track. I think they call them bicycles. Well, mountain bikes, yeah, whatever. They were yeah. bicycling. They were. Yeah, no one can ride. You can't do anything. And the ATVs right. ride first. And the, the pro guys can only do it during the ATV race, right? Or something like that. Right after it, just so nobody gets hurt, yeah. yeah so yeah. it's only Saturday. Sunday, you can't do it. So, again, Daniel, uh, let's see how his uh, off-road experience works out. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it will be another stacked guy in there. So we were talking about Nick Ferringer, unfortunately, going to be out for a while, having his MCL <sighs> fix, some kind of proactive work. Um, yeah. Or we heard it in July while he was practicing for the Pennsylvania National Enduro Round. Um, unfortunately, uh, that MCL did not uh, heal the way that they wanted it to. It still gave him some issues. So apparently, after seeing one of the big KTM doctors over there yep. in Marietta, he they just like yep go see this guy on the east coast and we're gonna get him to say what it needs whatever he says goes and apparently he said surgery when I was uh so. when we were at, when I was at the Duro, enduro where I hurt my arm uh he was there and stuff just stopping by and riding he did say he's like yeah you search around everywhere trying to find the, the right guy for the job and he did said um he tried to ride through it he did he thought it it wasn't as bad as he everyone thought it was and yeah. stuff and he said well just, typically with mcls i mean i've torn mine twice now granted i would know for a fact i do not ride like nick Ferringer or any professional and i know that yeah but it's both times uh, you know very concerned about it and they're like oh no it's just your mcl you know stay off of it for a little bit it'll start to heal itself these are the strengthening exercise you need to do yeah. okay cool but apparently just the way that nick rides um is much more I mean, the body has to be 100% that, yeah. to win. It does. You Period, can't, yeah. you can't have that some level. lingering injury yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, so that's going to suck for him. So let's see what's going to happen. So we got got Stuart Baylor Jr. talking about his team, which is going to be interesting. At the, I mean, it's going to add a whole other dynamic. It's great to see uh, more money and more teams. Uh, well, we think more money. The illusion of more money. Right. <laughs> Just to have more uh, variety out there. It's cool. Uh, I love when I see more rigs, more teams, more promotions out there. I mean, it shows that the that the uh, racing industry industry is thriving. There we go. Right now, we're working know, with a trailer company as our title sponsor. I do remember seeing that. I think that's from Facebook or maybe Twitter or something like that. I, I, yeah, I wrote oh, it. Right. I think I read it on like uh, uh, Dirt Rider or something okay. like that. Yeah. 
So you know, one of them social things in the on, yeah. on the on the internet. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, I think a big thing is Russell Bobbitt being back on KTM now. Woo! I know. I was like, maybe that's because of the whole Grant Baylor thing. Maybe he was going to be on the Husky team. Maybe. And with Grant pulling out, they just said, okay, Russell, come back to KTM. Maybe that's been in the works for a long time. Absolutely no idea. But honestly, that's awesome. Russell well, Bobbitt's a great rider. He's a great supporter yeah. of the team that he's on. Like mm-hmm. he, he's the kind of rider you want to have because he's he's. Good with the fans, good at the races, and he knows how to represent the brand. Wasn't very he on well. uh, Husqvarna? Um, yeah, uh, yes, yeah, I th- but he, yeah, he broke his kneecap at the first national endurance, right? Year, and so. I think he came. I, it's kind of funny because I, to me, it looked like uh, Russell chose to come back to KTM, and then they put DeLong right up in there because mm-hmm. DeLong uh, uh, went in the enduro and stuff like that. Um, champion and his brother uh went in the uh, craig, amateur yeah. craig just owning everything uh two brothers running the field i'm, I'm surprised up in there that craig doesn't have a little bit more of some form of a formula formulated support program like thing. the stew brothers i mean you they're yeah, you like knew that grant was factory supported right. by ktm though he was not but everybody yeah. just sees Craig on the track. No one sees Craig. And to me, it's just like, man, that Craig is fast. But then right when he gets on the track, that's where it ends. It's not like Craig's fast. He's going to be at the KTM trailer. I whenever I whenever I'm at GNCC, he's always. I mean, him and his brother camp together, but right. I never see his bike with anyone really. It's it's, just, it's, it's the when we were there at Big Buck, it was under under the Husky tent. Right. So I think he is. Kind of that factory supported. He wears the shirts. He writer, wears the sponsors. Yeah, but yeah, there's no. It doesn't. There's there wasn't no any, official statement yeah. like on paper. This is or him. it's not even. It just doesn't. They don't even act like it. That's what it is. I yeah, guess. and I but know. it'd be cool to see that because I, I believe he deserves something of that sort. Yeah, Delong's a great guy. I talk to him a whole lot and stuff. He's just a uh, like a well polite guy and stuff in a phenomenal racer i got to actually uh at the husqvarna ride day i got that on gopro i got to race with them and stuff we Which, actually uh, andrew andrew yeah i okay. got to race with andrew and everything how was that we were on uh uh i think i was on a 150 and he was on a 125 and i was giving the 150 everything i had and i was <laughs> he's just ridiculously fast what do you think about justin morrison's pro debut in 2015 so he's gonna be moving up from one of the amateur classes was he in yours? <laughs> oh, Justin. <laughs> that is Justin Morrison. No, Justin. Well. Um, <laughs> Justin now no, we know. Justin is um, Justin's a uh, open expert guy. Top three, easy. Okay. Like, great guy. Rides a 450 Suzuki. And, um, um, no, me and Justin ride together all the time. Always uh, pushing each other and stuff. Put giving each other great ideas and uh little pats on the butt it, nice, buddy. Yeah, exactly and um i raced with him many times whole shot on me for days man he was and um justin i i think if you train as hard as you do and you ride as much as you want to ride and stuff it's just a matter of time before you really get up into that pro uh that pro uh standpoint it's a huge gap but if you just give the work and uh what you put into it you'll get out of it Bam. Yep. Per- words from Dylan Green. Exactly. It's our new segment here on Seat Time. <laughs> words by Dylan Green. I didn't I didn't think it was like I, I didn't think it was gonna be as hard as it was. Andy's a real ginger. Oh he tr- tr- straight up is. Yeah, he straight up is. <laughs> Man, that's cool. We need more gingers uh, to be watching the show. Yeah. Bolton is our is typically our resident ginger, so uh, <laughs> if anybody's out there, make sure you tw- uh, tweet uh, Jared Bolton and give him shit for not being in the chat room. But that's okay, we got our new ginger. Mr. 
Justin Morrison. Yeah. I'm all right with that. Yeah, gingerbread. I think if you act, because you went out to some of the torns and stuff, haven't you? Well, he was I, at, actually never made it. To he was at he was at the enduro. He was uh, his first enduro actually ever. Nice. How yeah. did he do? Um, actually, pretty good. He did pretty good. Uh, he um, he's not really used to the uh, the tight tight woods and stuff like that. It was. I heard the. I didn't get to ride the rest of it, but <laughs> it was the tough. last sections were really really tight. So I think he got a. I think he finished like top five or something like that. He didn't Hell do. Yeah. yeah, he didn't do bad at all. I uh I got I got top twenty. I got twentieth. I was so stoked can on I, that. Can I ask out of? Oh, more than twenty. Okay, cool, cool. That's all I'm asking. That's it. Yeah, T results, bitches. <laughs> oh, oh playing with his cock, Chester. Um, no, yeah, no. There was, you know, what? I don't hundred, hundred and fifty. Well, it was. Like, well, I got, I got a second or third in the open A class. Yeah. And then twentieth overall. Yeah, there he is. 30, 35 overall, 10th in, in my class. There you go, yeah. So I beat him. He said it, not me. <laughs> Justin, you're going to have to work. If I'm beating you in a race, you need to work a lot harder. first one, though. His first one. <laughs> no, no excuses. <laughs> if you're getting beat by this guy, yeah. you need to go faster. That, your throttle goes a lot further back than mine does, sorry, I promise. Man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I can't say anything about that. Numbers, bro. It's a numbers game. Just my hey, numbers text, are better text right back. Now. Come out to a torn race. That's all you have to <laughs> no, say. No, yeah. <laughs> a lot more out oh, there. I, do. I am such a better tight woods racer than I am. Open oh, dude, racer. put yeah. him out in the open, man. That no. 450, let he lets yeah. it go. I've I've only done well at one TCCRA, and it was the one that was a little bit more like woodsy, like where I could kind of like get my flow in the woods and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, where everybody's like, "Well, this sucks." Yeah, like, like me. I want to be in the open, and yeah. I'm like, I like the woods. Man, no, give dude. me some single track bitches. No, I'm just like, let, <laughs> hey. I'm just opening it up. Let me just let it let it go. Let it go. Let it go. No, please uh, don't. Is Disney gonna sue us over that? Yeah, for, for, <laughs> I'll so, go more than thirty seconds. Right, that's true. Well, well I never do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, has slime found you guys? I don't know if that he means what you put SLM. in your tires, or, or is that SLM? Or, Bad. I'm not going, Gingerbread. I'm March seventh and eighth. He called you out, man. I'm not going. He called you. He's out. gonna be in the real, real man's class, and I'm gonna be in the wussy woman's A class. My mom could beat you, bro. No, well, let's not get crazy. Second place in that women's expert race. By, well, I, by I can't one even point. race the women's ex, women's expert race. I, I mean, maybe if I tuck it and like duct tape it, <laughs> can I race? Will they let me race it? He's like, what the. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about National Enduro. Yep. They start yep. up February 1st, Sumter, South Carolina. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Charlie Mullins coming back from injury. Is he going to be healthy? Uh, is he going to be racing? Right. Is he going to be healthy? No idea. It sounds like Nick Farringer is four, five, six months. Easy. It's going to cover up some of it. So, I mean, that's half the year right there, unfortunately. That's, so, But that's just like, you, that's not even rehab. That, right. That's like you. Right. No, none of these guys come back until they're 100 percent safety reasons. And but I mean, you got Josh Strang on the 350 coming out hard. Yeah. So. Ah, it's gonna be awesome. I think Josh Strang's gonna do really, really, really well. But I'm hoping got- that Jesse Grome, um, with the with the more stability from being kind of behind a factory team, yep. um, that that's gonna really that support's gonna help him a lot. Andrew DeLong coming back with the confidence yeah, now as the yeah. national enduro champion. He's got the momentum right now. Russell Bobbitt being healthy. Mm-hmm. KTM um, back on his oh. roots and everything. Right. Yeah, I mean, there, there are a lot of guys that could do really, really good. Yep. And then um, we're gonna have so we're gonna have that, and then we have 
GNCC bike week. So what is that? Enduro cross starts March 6th. And then that Tuesday or whatever is when we have GNCC start. If y'all, out, like, if whew, you guys have ever buddy. been out to the first GNCC ever during bike week, it's, it's a site you'll never see. Cause I got to experience kind of the whole thing. I got to go to, uh, um, the first race, uh, I mean, I got to go to the, uh, Anna, uh, um, Daytona race mm-hmm. and stuff when it was pouring down rain. I sat through that, man. It was awesome. And uh, then just, cross. yeah. Oh, and just the amount of bikes, I literally, flipping over end over end. Well, I'm just saying in the streets, it's, oh, okay. it's four <laughs> bikes to one car. It's insane. And yeah, beautiful. We and got invited this year to come out and spend some time with, uh, with some friends and their family. And then my wife goes, wait a minute. That's Nora's birthday weekend. And I was like, yep. And that's how quickly you don't get to go. Yep. <laughs> Especially because it's her first birthday. Oh, man. Yeah. So, you got to be there. You know, family's got to. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm going to be wherever her first birthday is, but it, it would be different if it was like her fifth or sixth or something. Then we could maybe have it's all the same her birthday that. day. Yeah. It's all somewhere the same. else. But yeah, it's like. But uh, the cool thing about it is because the first, <clears throat> the first, uh, Race and GC, everyone's got their new stuff, new sponsors, new right. bikes. It's a huge promotional sell point for them, and and everybody's guessing who's gonna do what. And um, at uh, they they changed it to uh, to this mudmucker, but at the uh, other right, yeah, but at the other one they had this like two mile uh, sand grass track they had for everybody to practice on Saturday. It's, it's the only race you get to practice on Saturday, and. I mean, to see these guys and I got to get to ride with them and see what they do. I mean, you got all the uh, mechanics out there just, just doing dials, clicking everything. You got all these guys burning in a two mile grass track. Ooh, it's, ooh, it's awesome to yummy. see them ride. Yeah. yeah. I bet. Yeah. I bet. Well, it's not going to happen for me. No. Nope. So that sucks. Yeah. It's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but dude, uh, so before we kind of close it up, uh, one of the things that we launched over the holidays was our kind of our Kurt Caselli tribute from this past year, uh, 19, the 89th ISDE that just happened. Um, obviously, the Junior Trophy team winning the the Junior Trophy Cup at the ISDE, first time that's happened since '06 when it was with Kurt Caselli, and of course, uh, our you know the the World Trophy team getting second place. Yeah, uh, really looking for the win. Great job, guys. Um, yeah, but no, seriously, great job. So, uh, Jaunty Edmonds from Enduro 21 reached out after the TKO photo epic that we did and wanted to know if we wanted to kind of collaborate because obviously I wasn't over there. I couldn't take pictures. So he sent us some pictures and we kind of put together that photo epic. So if you guys haven't checked it out, definitely go to the website, check that out. I mean, it's, as of right now, it's the first post. It's just for Kirk Caselli, uh, 89th ISDE Team USA. And Caleb um, so, Russell being yeah. top top uh top American. Top American. Yeah, Taylor Robert wanted it bad. I'm, Unfortunately, I'm he had truly, that he had that really bad day where he had to go work on his bike. Yeah, so. he got sand. I mean, every single one uh all I kept hearing about was who what bike was quitting on him. Because yep. it was they said it was worse than beach sand. Yeah. It was literally like put a fan and flour in the fan and just shoot it right into a filter. Yep. And that's what it was. Yeah. And I'm truly surprised Caleb at that type of um, terrain in that kind of environment that he got uh, overall American. I yeah. would I would truly believe it would have been like Brown or or uh, um, Robert, like you said, to to do that well because, I mean, he's woods, man. He's all a woods guy, and Robert right. and Brown are kind of that more open work style stuff. Well, it, I think that's that confidence that we were talking about where you were saying that Caleb Russell knew that he could win a GNCC on a 150. Yeah, Caleb Russell went to 
the ISDE knowing that Mentally, he had man, yeah, he's all mental. he had the ability to overall. Yeah. And he did. Yeah, he t- truly did. Like, and then I see uh somebody asked who the next young guns are in GNCC. Um Braxton is a super fast, super fast kid coming up. Um Cole I think Cole's got a little bit more ways to go. I do believe that. But um, I'm going to talk even younger about the 250A guys because 250A class is the class that is the um, up-and-coming class. A lot of the factory teams watch the 250A class okay. even before the Open A class. Okay, so and Open A is probably guys going up into – Open A is just a lot of like um, – they've already kind of got their sponsors set. They're just waiting on that last year. Kind of, It's kind of like a 450A and Loretta's. Right. It, they're just – Right now, they're just putting one more year in before the motor, uh, before the nationals come in. Uh, the 250A is kind of their year of watching, and you got um, you got guys like uh, um, uh, uh, Lee Austin Lee coming in, and you got these two uh, um, brothers that are coming. In, I think uh, I forget Austin Lee is uh, won the 250A class championship. Yeah, Austin Lee is gonna be wearing fly. Austin Lee will be wearing fly. Mike Witkowski. Yeah, Mike Witkowski. I, I I got to, I get to say I beat both those guys in a race Suck before. It. Yeah, but other races they destroyed me. And so um, the Witkowski. <laughs> One time I was better than you. Yeah, the Witkowski brothers. They're both in the 250A class, and uh, Witkowski and Austin Lee were always battling for top amateur. Like after Bollinger left that scene, uh, those two really stepped into the shoes of that. Just ridiculously fast kids i mean they their hands down just they're going somewhere very cool yeah. well there you go there's some uh, up and comers do you think the usa will start an all around the states cross-country organization or thoughts absolutely not they won't uh combination east west coast works and go g we're, uh, like a combination of works and GNCC. Well, a combination of works and GNCC will never happen because they're two oh, competing. Yeah. Um, they're two competing organizations. So. Justin was asking. He he came to me one time. He was like, "I wonder if they would put in like a huge one big series that hit around the country one time where it takes all like these West Coast riders and the East Coast riders and put them together in one series and how that would work out." Um, the big problem with that is. Is logistics because he said the same thing dates wise. Getting yeah, it's getting your East Coast riders west and it's getting your West Coast riders east. Yeah, um, Big Sky was supposed to be the official end of the year um, national off road championship. You know, yeah. Charlie Mullins won it in 2013, um, but the problem is that the next year when it came for 2014 is Joe Miller and his uh, partner. Both of them had been doing Big Sky for like five or six years, and it was literally them and a little tiny team of friends. Uh, so a lot, a lot, a lot of hours put into that race. And unfortunately, like, it just got in the way of real life. A lot of things, um, yeah. And it was one of those situations where I know that, like, personally, um, there were a couple of the guys where, where their work was like, hey, we've got plans for you, and we're not being able to fulfill those plans. So... If we need to, re- if we need to work something out, tell me now, and that's kind of like a wake up call. Like, I mean, it, I so, I told Justin that would be like the coolest thing ever. I would. It I was would it was that. awesome being a big yeah. sky. The one year they had that national that national championship, uh, Stephen actually was able to edit the uh, the the recap video oh, nice. for that year. Uh, it was really really awesome. And if they could, it was terrain. It was like Colorado, 
but it was even higher in elevation, so it was less breathing, <laughs> like less oh, ability yeah. to breathe. And the bikes got it. Oh, so yeah. it was just crazy. Yeah. But and um, I and I also, Justin, I mean, the great thing about that is because you you Russell has gone over to the work side of things sometimes, and he can't even break the top five. And then talk about on Caselli and stuff. Caselli and uh, Strang also going to the work side. He he won, I think. I don't even think he won one straying over Strang? On, yeah. Yeah, on the work side. It's such a different style of riding. Yeah. And Caselli would come over and he was like the best. He would he was the best all-around rider and he would barely win. Yeah. Or um, He didn't even the win, only, I think. The only thing that sucks is that when Caselli came over to GNCC and it was like kind of like racing GNCCs, he wasn't at his prime yet. Right. That's yeah. the only – like I think Caselli would have been that one rider who could like – just say, all right, I'm gonna go race this he, and win. He, I'm gonna go race this and win. Like, but I don't think a lot of our other guys could do that. I mean, you should have seen how pissed, pissed. I mean, just generally wanting to throw shit. Caleb Russell was at the TKO and at the Enduro Cross because of how poorly he performed for himself. Right. But if you saw how well he actually did, just as a spectator watching. You would have never known. You wouldn't have thought it was right. a problem. It's just because, like those, everybody else, it's such a specialized thing. Like since they practice that style of riding, that style of racing yep. so much, they are just that next step better. And then um, you take them out of that. And you it, take it, them it would be awesome zone. to to say, hey, let's take these three races from the GNCC, these three races from the works, these three, you know, and say, all right, these are going to be points paying. You know, and do enduro cross and find it, figure it out, national hare and hound, and say, all right, there's going to be six races. We're going to do one from each series, so that way everybody tries to make right. You know, this one round at each of these, and and come up with a, you know overall the end of the year, then the points from that maybe. But it's still yeah. logistically, it's just so damn expensive. You'd have to actually tell all the series to stop, and then we'll just have have one big race one year because they'd all be competing for time and space and stuff yeah. like that. We just now that now that the AMA and GNCC have made up and they're back together and they're best finally, again, yeah. That I think we're going to see another national off road championship again soon. I don't know that it's going to be on the East Coast. I honestly don't hope it's not. I hope it's kind of a random, weird place that's not really a works race. It's not really a. So GNCC. everybody doesn't have a. a There's no like, real advantage. Advantage, it's kind of yeah. Like everybody's just coming out of nowhere. I got to. I got the privilege uh, to ride against Bobby Garrison. Ooh. Uh, remember when he was yeah. in TCRA? Um, that was like a once in a lifetime opportunity to race against him, and uh, he has taught me without even without him even teaching me. Just being able to race against him was a huge thing. And he told me he's like uh, the first races he came into. Uh, TCRA or Toro, he's like, y'all have trees. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, I don't race in trees. Ever. He's like, I've never worn hand guards for trees. I wear them for rocks. And I I hadn't been to Cali yet, so I didn't know what he was talking about. When I went to Cali, I was like, it's like shrubs out here. Your tree is a shrub. And he said, y'all need more reckon, reckoning or like y'all could have a, your own series on a TV and stuff like that. It's this big. They just don't give you that much of a like recognition or like recognition. Recognition. That unfortunately all comes down and this is something oh god, we could talk for another 30 minutes on this. I feel that the Texas organizations do a horrible job promoting themselves yeah. internally and externally as to a to the series. public. It's it's just it, kind of like you know everybody. It's it's, it's a it I'm not going to try to ruffle any feathers, but it could be done a lot better. Right. Um, and it could be publicized a lot better. And it could be, 
it could be for more than just the X amount of racers that come every weekend to yeah. the event. They like. I'm kind of with you on that. They kind of depend on the same 400 or 300, 200 that are always there every weekend, yeah. every year, every weekend. So, and Garrison said when he went over to GNCC, he did horrible. He said, I wasn't prepared. It's a completely different style, and it's not what I'm – he's like, it's not what I was trained to do. Yeah. And uh, what's, what's even more fun is if Bobby Garrison were to go do an enduro in West Texas, he would see what he thinks is the exact same shrubs that he's used – to bashing through with his little oh, dude, he would destroy and it would it. rip him off his bike. Yeah, because those mesquite trees, the mesquite move. trees, they they look like shrubs, but they don't move. Yeah, they rip you the f off of your bike. Did you go to the one in West Texas? I've, dude, I've been racing T Texas. San Angelo, the one past San Angelo. Not this year. I oh, I went to that one. That yeah. Was fun. Oh my gosh, yes, it was amazing. But like you said, those shrubs, they have like sand. Or rocks where the root is, so you can't run over them. Don't run over them. I went over them. It was like a lip, bro. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? Like, and almost hit a deer twice. Nice. Allie almost did too. It's gonna be cool. Talking about Texas, yeah. we're gonna have a national enduro. Yes. Like an hour from the metro place. Dude, thirty minutes from my house. And you know what? I haven't seen anything yet. I haven't seen any local promotions about that. What and the fuck? It's coming up. Quick, this like twenty fifteen is three, it's, and I told DeLong that when I was talking to him, I was like, dude, it's like thirty minutes from my house. He's like, really? I was like, yeah. He's like, I might think about coming down early. I was like, well, what's yeah. funny is you won't really be able to ride any of it because it's all private land, right? But or I mean, city property. I was like, dude, we take him to Munster and he'd get. Oh that yeah, down. oh, like, he would have so much fun, dude. All those like, guys holy would. Crap. Yeah, yeah. I, that was. I might just, have to take off if you guys. I'm gonna. I'm not saying it publicly because <laughs> Dude, i don't know if he I might would. be sick that day yeah, i don't know if he would but I'll, because he he might come down with a uh, kirkpatrick or some stuff like that so. that would be wicked yeah well cool well, we've we've talked our asses off yeah it's been know. a great night it has we've actually done some really good talking i would imagine i've done some some good vodka drinking we, we've decided that steven can't have vodka drinks anymore in the studio because he chooses to spill them on uh on uh on on things he's dealing with all the electronics man well he did well We've learned that the oh, hard man. way. man. <laughs> He's got to have a sippy cup. Dude, you're, the, you're the only one working. You're the only one working with money. We're going to have seat. We got seat time onesies, so we're going to have seat time sippy cups and seat time. Uh, we got we got to do new pint glasses for next year for uh, that. So They have to be pint glasses. This is, not, this is a proper pint. Not the one that's on the picture. You got to have that picture of like the old time pint that you get in like the Irish pubs. Bro, that's called a stein. Get the stein. That's not a pint. It's it's way more notable than that. Do you know what a glass. do you know okay, so a, a, a pint glass. A, yeah. Like a pint glass, yeah. which is not this, gets you sixteen it holds sixteen ounces of fluid. Yeah. Right? But if you pour a beer, you get head. So your actual fluid content is less than sixteen uh, ounces. Okay. Why? Everyone asks, are seat time pint glass is so large it's a 20 ounce glass because if you pour a proper pint of beer it is 16 ounces of fluid with four ounces of head he's done the math he's done proper the pint math. buddy seat time we're not just a bunch of jokers that drink we're a bunch of serious you won't hit drinkers. the 10, 10 foot jump but you're over here and you did the absolute math for alcohol consumption he like he knows the percentages on Would this. Would your dad be proud? Oh my gosh, everyone's proud right Yay. now. If that doesn't blow the boards up, <laughs> I'm surprised. Like he he's t 
talk to themselves in the mirror knowing this conversation is going to come up. I talk to myself in the mirror regardless of the conversation coming up. <laughs> so it's okay. Um, but no, so um, if any of you guys seriously have not checked out the photo epics, please go do that. I can only say that, yes, we want you to, one, enjoy them, but two, we would like you to tell us what you think. There are talks of things that could happen in the future of us possibly doing more of those at actual events where it's not your typical slideshow it's not your typical you know magazine type pictures that you're going to see like we will go out there and do these kind of specific photo epics at events um so obviously we need you guys to support us what we've done so far so that we can show numbers to other people out there possible supporters to make that kind of stuff happen so please do that definitely go check that out and of course Regardless of all that other BS that goes along with all that kind of crap, go support Kirk Caselli Foundation. Yep. Um, go check out that the photo epic we did. And the whole reason is at the very bottom and throughout it, there are links to the Kirk Caselli Foundation and ways to go support off-road and the safety of our riders. So um, that's, that's Rebel Enough. enough. That, <laughs> that right was, there. Was that up. was Rebel Enough. So bringing it in, Dylan Green, thank you very much. For being on the show, great time, I have to say. So episode 152, last of 2014. I appreciate you putting me in on the last time. That was a lot of fun. I'm I'm very, very, very thankful that you came over. Hi-oh! Suck it! Suck it, everybody that's been on here. (laughs) I don't care if it's been all these legends. I did it. Yeah. Meow. Yeah. Well, you've done a really good job because we didn't have any guests. Like You and I, strangely enough, did a shit ton of talking. Dude, when it it clicks, it clicks, man. (laughs) Okay, sorry. <laughs> Wrong kind of click. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong kind of click. I see. Allie, don't worry. Yeah. Don't get jealous. It's okay. Um, so I think it's going to be about two weeks. We're going to take another two-week break. Obviously, just kind of let some of this stuff fish out. People are going to start riding and start getting ready for that first National Enduro. Um, we'll probably come in with uh, Jason Wygant, actually, and start talking about what he thinks about some of the GNCC oh, yeah. stuff that's going to be coming up. So that'll be really cool. Hopefully, I can uh, solidify that date with him because he's so damn busy. Um, and get him on the show. I would again. think he so, is busy. He is. He makes yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Doing what he does. Right now, we're just waiting on A one to start. I know that's gonna be fun this weekend. It's gonna be fun this weekend, dude. It's gonna be crazy. We need more quickies, don't we all? I don't don't know, we all? I don't know what he means by that. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> awesome. You so seat time. Seatime.co is the website. That is where you can find out more about us. Of course, we are on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash seatime. We are on Twitter at seatime underscore CO. Change it up. Make you guys think a little bit more. And yes, we are on Instagram. It is regular old seatime. A little bit more simpler for y'all. Of course, we're on YouTube. Best thing to do, subscribe there. So when all the archives come up or we upload some of our fun videos, maybe quickies since we don't do them live, you will then be alerted to them. Remember, subscribe with the email subscription. That way you just get emailed and you can watch it. I don't have to post shit and y'all just go, I love amazing things and they show up for me. Yeah, it's less easy. work for you. Less work for me and less work for you too. I mean, hey, yeah. it's just there. Of course, huge, huge thanks to Fly Racing. You can check them out at flyracing.com, Stillwell Performance, stillwellperformance.com, and Fast Company, which is fastco.com, because they as well like to change things up and make you think a little bit more than you need to sometimes. So yeah. that's it. No highlight show about 2014. Every show was awesome. We had fun doing all of it. If you want to watch some of them, we would obviously really, really appreciate that. Tell all your friends about us. Uh, we'll be back 2015. We've got some new sponsors, new things going on. But Fly Racing, they'll be back because Always. they're badass. Always. And we're going to have a good time. Dylan? Yep. Thanks, man. Thank you. Everybody else?
Always enjoy a pint full of awesome. We'll see you in two weeks. Peace. See ya.